Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today, we're continuing our journey up the mountain of purgatory with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 4. When any of our powers incline to delight or toward dolor, the soul well gathers itself thereto, and seems no longer to attend its other potencies. And this is against that error that believes that one soul in us burns above the other. And so, when we hear something or see what holds the soul to itself by force, time flows on, and man does not see it. For the one potency is that which hears it, and the other is that which holds the soul intent. This one is thus bound, and the other released. Of this I've had true experience, hearing that spirit and marveling, for the sun had well leapt fifty degrees, and it had not occurred to me. When we came, whereas one those souls cried to us, Here's that you asked. Many times the rustic, when the grapes are browning, will fill a broader breach with a pitchfork of thorns than the passage where my leader climbed, and I just after, alone, once the herd had parted from us. One may rise on San Leo and descend to Noli, mount upon Bismantova and on Kakume with his feet, but here man had to fly. I say with swift wings and with the plumes of great desire, after that conduct that gave me hope and made me light. We ascended by a way in the broken rock, and on every side the stone strained us, and we used hands and feet to keep our souls below. Then, when we were on the supreme edge of the bright bank on the opened hill, I said, My master, what way will we fare? And he to me, Fall not a step, just ascend the mountain right behind me, till some sage escort appear to us. The summit was so high that it exceeded sight, and the slope still more superb than that drawn from middle quadrant to center. I was spent when I commenced. O oh, sweet father, turn yourself, and remark how I'll remain alone should you not rest. My son, he said, pull yourself up to there, indicating a bit farther on a crag which girds all the hill from that bound. His words so spurred me that I forced myself to scramble up behind him until my feet were upon the ledge. There we set ourselves together to rest, turned to the east whence we had climbed, since it usually pleases us to look back. I directed my eyes first to the low shore, then lifted them to the sun, and I marveled that it bore upon us from the left. The poet well saw that I stood all stupefied at the chariot of light which entered there between us and the north, at which he to me, if Castor and Pollux were in the company of that mirror that conducts its light up and down, you would see the reddish zodiac still turning nearer the bears if it did not depart from its ancient path. If you wish to know how this can be, gather yourself within, and imagine Zion so standing with this mountain on the earth that the two have one horizon alone and separate hemispheres, whence the way that Phaeton so ill followed as will appear to you, must run from the one mountain's flank to the other, if your intellect considers clearly. Certainly, my master, I said, for a moment I didn't see that which I now discern clearly, there where my genius was lacking. 
that the middle circle of the supernatural motion, which is called equator in one art, and what remains between the sun and the winter, for the reason you spoke, it parts as much toward the north as the Hebrews saw it toward the torrid south. But if it please you, show me freely how far we have to go, for the hill leaps more than my eyes are able to rise. And he to me, this mountain is such that the lower beginning is always harder, and grows less difficult when a man goes farther up. But when that should seem as smooth to you as the voyage of a ship that lets itself be lightly drawn along, then you will be at the end of this path. There expect repose for your breathlessness. I'll reply no more, and this I know for truth. And as he had given his word, a voice sounded nearby. Perhaps you'll have to sit before that district. At the sound of this, each of us turned about, and we saw on our left hand a grand rock, of which nor I nor he at first had taken notice. We drew near, and there were people standing in the shade behind the stone, as negligent men will set themselves to rest. And one of them, who seemed to me so worn, was sitting and embracing his knees, holding his face down low between them. Oh, my sweet Lord, I said, look at him who shows himself more negligent than if laziness had been his sister. Then he turned and put his mind upon us, moving his face alone above his thigh, and said, Now go up, you who are so worthy. I knew then who he was, and that anguish that yet drew off my breath a bit did not impede my passage to him. And after I was joined to him, he raised his head in sorrow, saying, have you seen well how the sun takes his car on your left arm? His lazy acts and his short speech moved my lips a bit to smile. Then I commenced. Belacqua, I need not sorrow for you now, but tell me, why do you stay seated? Do you await your escort, or have you just reprised your usual way? And he, oh brother, what does it do to go up? For the angel of God who sits at the door would not let me go to my martyrdom. It falls first that the heavens must turn about me here as much as they did in life, for I delayed the good size to the end, should I not be first aided by prayers that surge up of a heart that lives in grace. What do others avail that are unheard in heaven? And now the poet arose before me and said, Come now, you see that the meridian is touched with sun, and with her foot the night now shrouds Morocco's shore. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 5.